You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04am and we've come to our penultimate quiz question. Oh, here we go, <laughs> Danuta. This penultimate question on the final day of quizzes. Our draw will be coming up at 8.45. So, guys, these are your final opportunities to get in to win the Bible Challenge card game as well as the Bible Quiz Show. Both of these amazing games that you can play essentially with your friends one of them is in book form one of them is in kind of flashcard form and yeah you can get together and challenge each other about bible knowledge friends family church members uh, and even just for yourself as well to get better at knowing the bible and, and knowing what is in the bible but here we go our next question is what are the four biblical accounts of jesus's life called mm. very very simple questions. Very. What are the four biblical accounts of Jesus's life called? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669. That is the number two text. Yes. And we've got some texts coming through and heaps of answers coming through today, yeah, which is just really absolutely fantastic. Just heaps and heaps playing. But hey, we've got a, a text here from Wayne. Wayne says, Speaking of being Jesus' hands and feet, of course, we actually just had Rebecca mm. Orion from Adra on the fo- on the phone on our interview, and that's why Wayne's writing this. Speaking of being Jesus' hands and feet, John 14 says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. The disciples were the image of Jesus, healing and resurrecting, preaching and the word of God, for it is at... At at hand, yeah, as in the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We are also the image of Jesus if we believe we can do the same. And it's true. We are to be his hands and feet on this earth, aren't we? Because Jesus said, mm. you know, he who um, basically he who believes in me, um, you know, will have eternal life. But here's the thing. He just says that you are my disciples, John chapter 17. Remember, we actually spoke mm. about it a bit yesterday that Jesus prays for himself. He prays for the disciples. He then prays for the believers. And he says, you know, I wish that you are one as we are mm. one. But he's also saying, represent me in every way. And isn't it, haven't you found yourself too, hey, Lawson, that that basically, you know, people say say to you at times, or I, I've had people say to me, you know, oh, wow, yeah, you are so different. Or why are you helping mm. me in this space? Or what are you doing with this? Or, you know, I love what you're doing. And even when we had, even with the Adra, I'm thinking of Adra, we had um, Dr. Paul Rankin on the phone at an interview a couple of weeks back, remember, about the big mm. op shop in Morissette. They've yeah. got heaps of volunteers, and they have the same people coming in saying, you guys are different. Different, um, which is just so important. I love that. And, and that's what Adra does, isn't it? Yeah, and I love this whole concept of being the hands and feet of Jesus and their application, the application that uh, that they were making, that Rebecca was making about going out and getting on the doors mm. and, and doing the Adra appeal. So a very crucial part of my testimony of how I became a Christian is that two girls knocked on my door and asked me to go to dinner with them, these mm. two Christian girls. And we had a conversation first that then uh, uh, they asked me to go to dinner with them. I went to dinner with them and spent time with a bunch of young Christians who were just different, mm. like so different. They were vegetarian, which like, at the, which was kind of striking immediately because at the time, this was 2016. I mean, vegetarian in, you know, some communities and in the Adventist community is quite pronounced, but in the secular community, 
it, at the time, it wasn't a huge talking point. I'm like, man, vegetarian, that's so strange. But the other thing I could tell is that they were just so content and loving mm. and caring and, you know, wanted to include me in what they were doing in their lives. And, and I was so just floored by that. I was so touched by that. Yeah. And it was a huge thing. And that started with, yeah, getting out and being the hands and the feet of Jesus, using those feet to walk up That's to a door it. and using that hand to knock on it. Like it mm-hmm. is huge. And again, those applications of, of, of meeting people and interacting with people and leading them to Christ, it can, it can happen in many different in places. In so many different ways. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with Adra Appeal, we really have an opportunity to get out there and make a difference by, yeah. Knocking on some doors. And, and the thing is that all of the donations go virtually to help the needs of the people in Australia. Mm. And if you actually want to find out more as well, you can go into the website, which is adra, A-D-R-A dot org dot A-U. Mm. And you'll find there that you can actually click on the Adra appeal. It's actually got a place where you can donate online as well. But also, of course, if somebody comes and knocks on your door, just, just be willing and, and, um, you know, to give a donation. Any, any donation, of course, mm. is, is helpful because everyone, if everyone gives a little bit, it all comes together. Mm. But I remember when I was door knocking as a young girl with the Adra appeal and I was always excited when I got the really big donations. And I sometimes think that, you know, as a little kid, you know, people actually gave me more because I was always the oh. one that I always collected the most out of the family for that. And, of course, we give you a tax receipt. Anything $2 and over is tax tax deductible. And on the website, you'll actually find, too, that under the, under the Adra Appeal, it's actually got a few sections that says that you can actually register to do the door knocking. You can actually register your fundraising activity. You can actually set your own fundraising page as well. And also it's got Perry's story, the one that Rebecca mm. was referring to. Uh, so, yeah, Adra, A-D-R-A, which stands for the Adventist Development and Relief Agency, um, that goes across the board of people in need in Australia needing that help. Mm. Uh, that's what this particular appeal will be. It will stay within Australia to actually help with, with that. Some of it, I think some of the funds actually also go overseas, but the majority of it is actually here in Australia. Mm. And of course, ADRA did an absolutely tremendous work up in the Lismore area, Mullumbimby and those areas when the floods were actually happening. Yeah. Um, it was one of those really first, first, quick point of contacts for people that were in need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was up there in 2017 when the, the floods came through in those areas and working with ADRA a little bit there. I was up there to attend a Bible school, but then all of a sudden, you know, everywhere's been rained out and it was like, okay, it's time to get some shovels and help people out and, and working with ADRA and getting them connected with people. It was, it was just a fantastic work. So we, we really need to see that. And again, they're doing disaster relief, but also there's kind of – it's kind of this whole world and all these situations are a disaster too. Like all the people, as she mentioned, living in food and insecu- with food insecurity and housing insecurity, very difficult. And Adra is really trying to fill those gaps with people in need. Absolutely. And that's why we can all just help in different ways. And I just think of the verse in Matthew 25, verse 40, where it says, you know, and he said unto them, truly, I say to you, in as much as you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it to mm. me. Hey, um, and just, just so powerful. So everyone combined 
combining together because everyone's experiencing, you know, some kind of challenges with the financial crisis that is happening. And mm. of course, just think of those that are actually having to pay jolly $400 rent, you know, for to sleep, in a to tent. sleep in a tent in the backyard of somebody. Oh, oh, I think and, it was, was, it, was that the caravan? So the four, yeah, the 400 was the caravan, which is wow. crazy. Crazy, isn't that? Hey, That's so. Yeah. People are already finding it hard and yet on top of that they're having to pay such ludicrous amounts of, of money. So yeah, maybe you know of somebody in need and there is some a, a room in your home that you can actually offer also to help. Mm. But hey, in this case we're letting you know that the Adrapil starts next month. It's actually called Noctober instead of October <laughs> isn't it? Because it's Amazing. the knocking month in every way. So yeah, we just want to encourage you with that. Hey, let's go into our Bible study time. We're actually going into Ephesians 5 today and we're also going to unpack a little bit of Ephesians 6. Mm. Of course, we've been doing an overview each day this week given that we actually did look at Ephesians uh, uh, you know, each part of uh, Ephesians to a lot of detail. And so what we want to do is just go back and have an overview of Chapter 5. Yesterday we were looking about mm. walking in unity and looking about the whole having the, the new, putting on the new man instead of the old man, mm. walking in new ways, and that Paul really emphasizes here about being united as one, just as Jesus and the Father are one, for us to mm. be as one as well. So do you want to just read? Uh, for us the start of chapter 5 please yeah the beginning of chapter 5 the bible says this starting in verse 1 therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma Mm. Fabulous stuff there. He says, you know, to be a sweet-smelling aroma, mm. isn't he? Just in every way. And, of course, to walk in love just as Christ has walked yeah. in love, which is just that it's the agape love. It's not just any yeah. kind of love that we're actually talking about here, isn't it? Because the agape love, and we're going to unpack that really shortly, but basically is the key one that keeps on coming up in the Bible in every sort of way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Can we also go back, Lawson, to the verse beforehand because it actually ties in at the very end of Chapter 4 because this is really important. And This whole walking in love and being a sweet-smelling aroma is by these things as well that Paul actually says. So Chapter 4, verse 32. Yeah, the Bible says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And then as that is the end of the passage, then we come to verse 1 of the next passage, therefore be imitators that's, of God. That's right. There is like a real, the, the, the language being used here is so, and this is something we, would, we brought out when we went through Ephesians 5, is just incredibly sanctuary Yes. It's, it is a massive, massive allusion back to the work of the priest in the sanctuary and what he would do. Because, again, in, in even verse chapter 32 of verse 4, it says, okay, you know, therefore be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, show each other grace, even as God in Christ forgave you. Then we come and it says, be imitators of God as dear children and walk. Mm. walk this is really key. Walk in love. As Christ has also loved and given himself for us an offering of sacrifice to God 
for a sweet smelling aroma. And that walking there, it's like, okay, walk in love as Christ walked in love. And it's a real, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, but it it goes to like the, the journey that the priest would take in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Think think about this. So you come to the sanctuary with your lamb. You come, you bring uh, it to the outer court. You bring it to the outer court, come to the altar, chuck it on the altar, uh, uh, the altar of sacrifice, and you confess your sins on the head of the lamb, and you would, uh, they would either burn the lamb, uh, well, they would cut its throat, mm. they'd either burn the lamb and eat it, or they would just take the blood from it, either which way, uh, but it, there was definitely this, this process that would then go into the sanctuary. But yeah, you take the lamb, get it, put it on the altar of sacrifice, Open, open up its neck. The blood runs out, and that's caught in a bowl by the priest. Now, for you as the sinner, you can just leave. Like you're, you've, you've been forgiven. Like mm-hmm. your sins, your sins go from you but then the, to the land, that's right. into the blood, in the bowl yep. of the priest, and, and then, then the, the priest is the one that does the he, interceding the on your behalf. Walks. Yeah, he walks. walks into the holy place and the most holy. That's pl- right. The most holy place once a year, but into the holy into place, the holy on a daily. Place. Onto the day on a daily basis, daily basis. And he takes that blood to the horns of the altar of incense. This is really key. Puts it on there and then puts the blood also on the veil. And there you've got the the bread, uh, the show bread, and the menorah, the the candlestick, and this altar of incense. And what it's saying here, like Christ walking and walking as Christ walked, like Christ is represented in the lamb that is sacrificed, Absolutely. but he's also represented in the priest who makes intercession. Absolutely, and there's application to those different symbols, not only for the journey that Christ literally did to be our sacrifice and then yep. be our high priest in heaven right now, but also the Christian life itself. Then that's the application that Paul's making here. He's like, walk in love just as you see this process of Jesus gave himself as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He gave grace. He gave himself mm. a sacrifice. But then he, you know, again, as the priest walks into the holy place and mm. there's the table of showbread yeah. which symbolically represents the bible the, the bible, word of the, god that's right eating eating of the word that's right eating of the word you've got the menorah which symbolically represents the power of the church and the holy spirit working through the churches yeah. you've got the altar of incense and that, altar of incense which is the prayers that we lift up to heaven that's right and that's the one that it brings out here the sweet yeah. smelling aroma lifting up lifting and actually up. neutralizing the smell of the disgusting blood that's being you know mm. put on the veil and whatnot mm-hmm. it's like hey the the advocation that's being made here it's like christ has done all this for you and and then you know we have these this deep symbology of the sanctuary love it and he's making that application to end in your personal life in your dealings with people as you walk each day you know where the rubber meets the road be kind be tender-hearted full of grace towards people walking as christ walked being an imitator of him it, it's such a holistic and complete application that Paul is making here, referencing the life of Christ, referencing the symbols of the sanctuary service, Mm -hmm. and then ultimately putting it into, okay, so what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Hey, walk in love. Walk in love. Walk in love. And here, I want us to go, if we can, also then to, 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 to bounce off exactly what you've said, because I love how you've, how you've said that that is so symbolic of what Jesus did, what mm. the, the, the priest did, and then what Jesus did, and what we ought to be doing. Mm. So let's go to Matthew chapter 5, because this whole walking in love 
can sometimes be pretty hard, don't you, don't you think? I mean, at times, like, even though as Christians, yeah. you know, because we live in this sinful world and there's things that come our way or, you know, situations and we've really just got to be anchored in Jesus Christ and just go, hey, hey, Jesus, help me in this situation. Help me to love somebody else. Yeah. Right? You know, I and, face it every day coming into the Faith FM studio. Oh, and, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Of course. Of course. Because we give you such a hard time. I, Actually, you guys are the best. Like, I could not ask for better co-workers. I am so, so, so blessed. I'm backpedaling now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, I am just like... He's trying to see that the, that he is our friend. Show that yeah. he's our friend. But no, I, like, I am so blessed to be here. But no, I, don't, all, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And we all understand this. There are just people who naturally, you know, we, we're in tune with, we're like good with, it's like you get on and yeah, you know, in all friendships and relationships and, and romantic relationships and marriages hmm. and all that kind of issues come up and, and you That's come right. to those things and work it out. But again, with those people that you like, you're more inclined to solve those issues with those people that you butt heads with yeah. and that you have friction with. It's like, oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's That's right. so difficult. It's like, how do, it's so uncomfortable, isn't it? Mm. so awkward. And it's just like, how do we deal with that then? Mm. What do we do? And I love here on, in Matthew, you know, this is, if you go to Matthew chapter five, we're just going to look at verses 43 to 48 mm. that links in with this. Mm. And then we're going to come back to Ephesians five, you know, because this passage particularly is one of the things that can be absolutely the hardest for believers, mm. you know, in every way. And so here, this one is actually part of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. Now yeah. I've been to there where it's believed That's to be. So awesome. It's just to, we've actually walked down the mountain, like, you know, and, and you've got this amazing view of the Sea of Galilee. Mm. As you're walking down the mountain. So as you go actually up the mountain, you actually see there's this, this footpath that's actually got all of the Beatitudes. Now Beatitudes wow. means the blessings, of course, that Jesus starts off with at the start of chapter five. You know, blessed be the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who meet. So you actually see the plaques of all of this. So it's really significant and it's a time of contemplation and reflection, mm. you know, as we were going on this. But then we actually, there's a little church there. It's a little um, Greek Orthodox church that the top of the hill there and then you actually walk down the other side and that's part of what's believed to be where Jesus actually you know did this sermon and there's a plaque down there's a big hedge a big stone with a cross on it right down the bottom of that hill that is believed to where Jesus um believed to be where Jesus stood and actually preach to the people so the hill is up you know so that the sound was being caught i thought that was mm. really fascinating but the view that the people would have had when jesus was giving this was actually the view of the sea of galilee mm. as well as him so it's just really significant but do you want to read for us that passage you know in um matthew 5 43 to 48 please yeah you have heard it that it is it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you mm. that you may be the sons of your father in heaven for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven 
is also perfect. Isn't that a beautiful ending to that one, really? Like, you know, then then you'll also be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you know, really what we what Paul is saying in Ephesians 5 is actually saying for us to be imitators of God, like you've said, you know, to walk, mm. in, walk in love. And therefore we need to practice forgiveness and grace to others. Mm. And sometimes that's really hard. But in this here, what we're saying here is that loving your enemies is really crucial. Mm. Now, love your enemies... Um, and hate, sorry, it was actually said to you, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's in the Old Testament, okay, in Deuteronomy. But he actually says, no, he says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good, and actually pray for those who spitefully use you. Mm. And so here what we're actually seeing, what we're actually seeing here is it actually says, gives you those four things, love, bless, do good, and pray. And that's really important for us to remember and actually gives us the what, the how, and the why, which we're going to... You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. That was Colin Ray with Give Me Jesus. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We have our last quiz question for today, please, Lawson. The final quiz question for today. Guys, this is your last opportunity for the week to get in to our draw for the Bible Challenge card game as well as the Bible Quiz Show, which we want to give to you absolutely for free. You just have to answer questions, but we have a question. If you haven't answered a week, this is your time to get at least one chance in the draw to win. Here we go. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you, is found in which New Testament book? Guys, Tell us, in which New Testament book is this passage found? Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Thank God we're not going to read that list- passage again. That's we're probably- right. If you've been listening yeah. really well today, you should get a hundred percent answer. Mate, not even that really one. well. If you've been listening <laughs> briefly, like, like guys, we are throwing you. This is in. If We've we, been giving some tips. If we use some basketball terminology, we're throwing you a layup right That's- now. That's you're, you're right. You're right under the hoop, but you're you know you're Just you're throw the ball in. You're shooting a penalty and there's <laughs> no goalie. Right. Like that's where we're at right now. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. That's right. And we've been going into the passage of Matthew chapter five about loving your enemies mm. from verse 30, 43 to forty eight. I just wanted to say a little correction. I did mention about you know being from Deuteronomy and about love your your neighbor and hate your enemy. Sorry, I just want to say a correction that it was actually love your neighbor and love your, um, as you love yourself. Mm. There was no, the hate your enemies is actually also from Leviticus. And here's the thing. What, the reason that Jesus also said this because the Jews actually despised the Gentiles, mm. right? They did not love them. They were seen as their, they were, as enemies, basically. And so in this, in this case, Jesus is saying, love, love your neighbor. And I say, love your enemies. Okay. Mm. And he's actually saying that. And that's why in this passage, what I really love is that Jesus flips everything on the mm. head of what they've been used to knowing, right? Jesus yeah. comes in all these radical stuff. Like he's just going, you know, you know, this isn't the way you do it. This is the right way to do it. And yeah. then kind of going like, this is a tradition we're used to. Yeah. And he's going like, but no, this is God's way. So yeah. this is tying in with what Paul is saying. Hey, mm-hmm. now be different. 
Be imitators of God because you are different. Follow the radical ways of Jesus. Yeah. And then in this passage, it also says, says, you know, under love your enemies. Don't, you know, if you don't forgive, you know, if you don't love your enemies, you're just like the tax collectors. Mm. You're no different to them. Absolutely. I love here what Jesus is saying. And I love you use this word radical, but it's important to contextualize that as well because some bible commentators or expositors or whatever it may be would have you think that jesus was teaching something radically against say the yeah, old testament yeah, that's right they're Not like at all though. but no 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 no. jesus was teaching something radically against first century judaism judaism that's and, right. and the reason this tendency had developed for them to become complete isolationists and racist and that kind of thing is because of the the culture that had developed in Jerusalem over the previous 400 years in which like you have is yeah it's post Nehemiah essentially that they're like oh we don't want to go into idolatry again so how do we solve that problem and instead of having a balanced perspective of oh yes well let's just like not worship foreign gods yeah. they're like oh we're going to be just isolationists and just kick everyone out who's 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 gentile and not mm. have anything to do with them because like and again the the whole concept in the time of first century Judaism that came into into the fray was something that was completely unbiblical it was, it was the idea of the common yeah so you had clean and unclean but then they brought into this you know common and uncommon and and it, it caused division. It caused massive division between them and the Gentiles because, and they, they held it up to the standard of a clean and unclean. And when the Bible talks about putting, you know, Jesus says setting burdens upon people that kill them yeah. and all these kinds of things. This is what he talks about with the Jews. He's like, where did common and uncommon come from? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that there is now a restriction from talking to Gentiles or you'll be ceremonially common mm. and like, you know, rejected and shunned from the community. Like, mm. where did this come from? And this is where Jesus is coming in and saying, hey, even your enemies. And it's, it's, it's even th- your enemies. These teachings precede, you know, the, the then parable of the Good Samaritan. That's right. That, hey, life is about journeying with your fellow man, about being kind and tenderhearted and compassionate and these things, because yeah, under God, like we are all one family, you know, the human race, and God has called us to reach everyone to get them into the fray. Yeah, 100%, you know, and to, to reach out in every way. And that's why here in this passage and also with what Paul uses in Ephesians, it's actually, if we go into the original, um, you know, Greek, and mm. it's actually about, Agape love. Yeah. No, agape love is the key one that's actually used throughout the Bible. There's also phileo love in Mm -hmm, the Bible. mm -hmm. Now, hear what Jesus is saying, agape love. Mm. Now, agape love is the love of the highest form, of the highest form. And so it's actually about respect for others, but it's here's the key thing. Agape love is where you will sacrifice you'll go to the very nth degree mm-hmm. to self-sacrifice for the benefit and for the good of others mm. that is huge whereas phileo love is more like a, lo- a love you know a liking and affectionate kind of love that's the the phileo love is the kind of love that is actually used within the family context okay mm. amongst family members but here what he's actually saying is this is agape love that just the agape love is the love that god had that jesus had that took him to the cross. It's the agape love that made him die for you and I. Mm. 
on the cross so that each might have life. And that's what then when we go back to Paul, he's actually saying the same sort of thing. He's saying here about walk in love. Christ also has loved you and given himself for you. And then he goes further about walking in the light. He says, says here, for you were once in darkness, but you are now in light in the Lord. Walk as children of light in verse 11 of Ephesians 4 and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather mm. expose them. And he says, he says here further in 13, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light and whatever makes manifest is light. Mm. And then he goes on further, of course, walking in wisdom. They all tie in together because of this agape love, which mm. is really crucial, isn't it? And so because of Christ's or sacrificing love. He then speaks about the importance of that amongst believers. But of course, we also unpacked a few um, the other week about the section on the marriage and how really this whole marriage of submitting, you know, wives submit to your husbands as and and love your wives as as Christ loved the church is about that real self-sacrificial love one to another. So it's an equal sort of thing mm. because there's that intimacy one with another and being imitators because we actually value and treasure one another because they are one flesh in mm-hmm. the marriage, become one flesh as from Genesis. Um, you know, we actually read that they became one flesh. That's what marriage is all about. Yeah, absolutely. It's this step towards just a self-sacrifice that I feel like for us, you know, when we when we say self-sacrifice, even the the experience of self-sacrifice, we live a temporal life anyway, right? It's we live a life that is that is bound to come to an end. And mm-hmm. so I think that our our capacity for sacrifice for others is is kind of limited in that sense and often you know we have those those very limiting instincts in our brain mm. to stop us from doing those sacrifices uh, you know to be self-sacrificial and whatnot that oh hey you know to 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 to, to preserve self self-preservation and whatnot you know jesus again being god being god it's oh. owning the space of eternal life and creating it mm. but giving that up for the mm. sake of the world, mm. this this step, this giving is unlike anything we could ever give. Mm. Uh, and he gave it for us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It has come time, the time that everyone really loves, where we are going to spin the wheel and find out the answers of all of our quiz questions and find out who the winner is Mm. of our two quiz books. So let's take it away. Here Here we we go. go. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's slowing down. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And the winner is Janelle. Congratulations. I love this so much. I I just love it when, so we we have our rare, you know, underdog stories of someone writing in one or two answers and winning the prize. Not today. Not today. Not today. Janelle, Janelle just entered and entered and I, entered and entered and entered. I would say she probably had like a a queen a clean a queen a clean sweep almost multiple yeah. days <laughs> at least. Yeah, like just so just on fire. So Janelle was good. so many answers in. So but can. hey, everyone else who played the quiz this week, fantastic work for you know being involved and guys. The, the obvious next step is 
to step up. You step know, up get, and do it next week. Get those next, answers right. in. in but, um, you know, with these kinds of games, why not? Actually, actually, I know where Janelle lives. Well, I oh. mean, we're, we're privy to that information oh, you know here her. at Faith FM. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, we can, we can show up at her place and we can play these, uh, play these games with but her. But here's the catch. You bring the food this time, don't? Because okay. you have always said Faith FM that you yeah, like to go to people's win, places. That's when, when they, people win cookbooks. I know, no, but they haven't won a cookbook this time. That's They've won, won the game. thing, so, so you I'll provide the, the food, food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the popcorn. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, take it away with our answers, please. Where were the toilets designated to be in the Israelite camp while in the wilderness? And it was outside the camp. We had some and we find banger that, answers yeah, yeah, to yeah. this. Do you want to read some of those? Because yeah, yeah. they're really I cool love Braden's answer that... Braden wrote here and he said, is saying not in the center of the camp the correct answer? <laughs> and, and it was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, because well, like, the sanctuary was in the center. Well, it's like, if it's not in the center, then it's outside. But then you could say then it was still in the camp. So, oh, I don't know about that, Braden, but it was, it was funny. And but then yeah. Wayne's one was funny, too, was neat. Hey, when you said the Israelites, I was thinking of the Exodus and the Israelites camping around the sanctuary. Too, and we so, were hey. saying that. So, no, it's good. Everyone uh, just doing a great job, great getting the work. answers correct. Next one here. Oh, I love this. If there come any unto you. And bring not this doctrine. Receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speed. Mm. And this is a very, very KJV phrase. Just just saying essentially, like, don't even give him a farewell. Like, yep. oh, you know, farewell, good luck with your travels. You know, if he's a heretic, like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, as much as we're talking about being kind and compassionate to our neighbors, absolutely. But the what is being shared here is people coming into the church intentionally to deceive the believers and to to lead them astray and it's like hey like deal with that you know like deal with it and and get it done you know don't receive him and in his house to enable don't enable this person to spread lies and deception Uh, what group of people does Paul seem to insult in Titus 1, 10 to 16? It was the Cretans. Cretans, yeah. Or like my, my, I feel like my parents would say Cretans. Like, yeah. which is Well, everyone says definitely it's a bit different, but I say Cretans, yeah. Because, of course, Cretans are from the island of Crete. We say yeah, that's, Crete. That's where the insult comes from, is, is from <laughs> Crete itself. So Cretans is definitely the wrong in, yeah. uh, you know, pronunciation. But, uh, yeah, shout out the Cretans who I hope are, you know, doing well today after that sick burn that they received from Paul like 2000 years ago. Hopefully they got <laughs> over it. Um, I'm what, sure they are, by the way. Yeah. What are the four biblical accounts of Jesus' life? What are they called? It's sh- the gospels. gospels or the synoptics. Sometimes people yeah. refer to, yeah, the gospels is the most yeah. common one that is actually used. Yeah. yeah. In that. So Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Yeah. And then finally here, be kind to one another, tender heart forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you is found in which New Testament book? And, of course, the answer is Ephesians. Ephesians. We just read it not yeah. long before we actually did the quiz questions. So Ephesians 4.32. Right. The goal was yeah. open with that one, and some of you scored, especially Janelle. Janelle was just straight yeah, in. She's yeah, like, oh, in. another I've chance in the draw? <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm take in it. for it. So just fantastic work. But, guys, congratulations on getting a bunch of answers correct or at least just trying, just going for it here. And 
and doing a fantastic job. We've got a few text messages. We don't quite have the time don't to get through all, time. Yeah, all of them, yeah. but a uh, lots of encouragement, particularly from Wayne and David yeah. regarding being the hands and feet of Je- Jesus, Jesus and meeting, pe- meeting people, particularly Wayne. He's saying, hey, you have the opportunity this weekend, go and buy a Bible for $3.50 and find someone who needs it. Yeah, that's I'm like, it. is that not like an Isn't awesome thing? It's like yeah, $3.50, yeah. mate, that's that's less than a less than a can of Sprite at the server. That's like, right. Guys, that's right. You, it's in your budget. Hey, do something kind. We've come to the end of our show on the Faith FM show. Don't forget that this is a long weekend. I'm sure everyone's wanting to remember that. So we want to wish you a super, super long and fabulous and relaxing weekend, a fabulous one. And we're going to be back on with Faith FM live on Tuesday morning. Uh, but, of course, you know, things will be playing for you so you can still keep listening. Hey, we want to leave you with a promise. This one is from Psalm 37 verse 4 that says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give mm. you the desires of your heart. Isn't that beautiful? So mm. that's the one. Take the take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And have a great long weekend and remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Counsel's guide uphold you with the sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.